have a slight problem. Oh gosh. So I got all my stuff out. Uh-huh. Was getting ready to plug everything in. And then I realized I needed a cable from my kitchen. So I went into the kitchen and while I was in there, baby bird was chirping. So I was like, oh, maybe he'll eat something because I tried to feed him before and he was not into it. So I quickly got some shit together. Apparently you can feed them cat food. <laughs> so convenient. like very convenient. So I mushed it up and I was like feeding the bird and he was really loving it. I was like, this is great. And then he kind of finished and I was like, great. Now I'll just go back out and get everything set up. I come back. Chips has eaten my headphones and like <gasps> not in a little bit kind of way. This is like one piece. Like he, what he did to my shoelaces. There's just oh. this left of this. And I thought then you were going to say he ate the bird and I was going to fucking lose my shit. No, he didn't eat the bird, but he ate all of this. This is all that's left of my headphones. <laughs> he really diced him up. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I'm having a day, man. Seriously. And like the last thing I want to do is talk about Riverdale right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Here well, we it's are. A good thing it was a boring fucking episode anyway. So man, it was boring, super oh. boring. Even though I kind of just went in last minute to put thoughts. My notes are literally just like screen to paper, writing down what I see. And then the last moments before we start to record, I'm like, wait, I want to say this, and I want to say this, and I want to say this. So I add a little commentary in the end. But okay, other well. than that, it was very boring. Sounds like you did a more thorough job than I did, but unintentionally. I guess we'll get started. This is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And to get us started, here's our 60-second summary. Archie can add union leader to his resume after this week's episode of Riverdale. When Percival starts treating the construction crew he stole from Archie like slaves, Archie and Tabitha immediately get to work convincing them to unionize and put a stop to Percival's plans to build the ghost train. While they are ultimately successful in doing so, they also succeed in pissing Percival the fuck off, so we can expect to see some harsh retaliation and soon. Revenge comes even more swiftly for Jughead when Percival infiltrates his mind and opens his telepathy up to the entire world, or at least Riverdale, resulting in an unrelenting cacophony that is sure to drive Jughead insane unless he can find a way to stop it. The custody battle for Anthony is heating up as the issue of Eternity takes center stage. Tony and Fangs decide to lean into the whole gangbanger lifestyle, which is quite possibly the worst idea anyone on this show has ever had. Betty's half-brother Charles comes out of the woodwork yet again, but this time he's on his deathbed with a mysterious illness. While still actively wrestling with her own demons, Betty recruits Veronica to try a blood transfusion that actually does work, finally giving Veronica's existence in this world some usefulness. Also, Heather helps Cheryl steal an evil book from Percival, and yeah, we still don't fucking trust her. A lot of things happened in this episode. I just didn't care about any of them. I don't know. There's something about, I feel like we're just going in circles and not yeah. really getting anywhere, which is the problem. Yeah. There's really not even a tug of war because it doesn't seem like our side gets any wins, like any real wins. Mm -mm. <laughs> and Percival is just constantly trouncing everybody. So it's like, okay, this is getting repetitive. He's getting what he wants in that he got pretty much all of Archie's workers to go over to him. Right. But now he's going to pay for all the supplies and then take the costs out of now their pay so what he promised is no longer yeah and it's like okay i don't see how you thought this was gonna end well for you right you can't do this and presumably he could afford to do it and like to really get people on his side but like why would you at this point risk alienating the the people that you're trying to corrupt to your side of things you know 
Right, like if you want them to continue to stay on your side and do your bidding, right? this isn't going to work. This isn't helping. <laughs> Without having to hypnotize everybody all the time. <laughs> right, exactly. That's literally how we started the episode and it was very frustrating. And what I didn't understand was why didn't they just leave? Like I know Archie said that they needed the work, they needed the money, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, wasn't Archie going to employ them for things? And He said he was and that it was they were going to have benefits, no? Yeah, unless that was for the Pops relocation, oh, which just has already Pops been job. completed. Mm-hmm. But you would think that there could be other projects that he could drum up for them. Right. And this whole episode really just screams union all over it. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. <laughs> Again, the whole episode was boring as fuck, but. I wasn't really interested in this part of the episode, this story. Yeah, same. And it has nothing to do really with like my feelings for or against unions. It's just I'm sick of seeing Archie try to rally people behind some kind of righteous cause. Mm -hmm. And Riverdale always seems to want to try to tackle these hot button issues But they never do it correctly. So every time they do, it's like, right. And none of it's realistic. You can't even say like, oh, my God, that could work for something in the real world. But no, it can't. Giving out free coffee isn't going to do shit. (laughs) I I mean, that's not the answer to everybody's problem. But yeah, it's just Archie being Archie, unfortunately. And Yeah, it took up a lot of this episode, too, this Mm -hmm. back and forth with the union workers, and I really didn't think it needed to. No. We could have resolved this a lot more quickly and focused on other things. Not that there was anything else particularly exciting in this episode to focus on, but they could have done something else. Yeah. And Archie and Tabitha do talk to Cheryl for help which I think was a pointless thing also because we get into this whole ancestral bullshit. And what bothers me is, can we really stop with the alliteration? Because I'm so over everything rhyming, sounding similar. That bothered me too. You're fucking with my brain. I should not have to be this confused watching this show. Yes. No. And it's not even about confusion for me. It's just like, why does everybody's name have to everybody's have... name and then what even the the what is that called the i didn't write it down because it's stupid but whatever it is that book the oh, it's the m yeah, whatever level and mysteries or something right so you got that and then it's like percival pickens ancestor is a pp name yeah and then the blossom ancestor is a bb name and i'm like okay do we really really need to do this it's very obnoxious <laughs> i flagged that too i was like oh this this sucks this show sucks <laughs> it really does i was like it's too complicated for this show and i should not have to worry about names like that when you're spewing ancestral witchcraft type i don't know i mean <laughs> to be fair hurts. yeah to be fair i think you and I both probably did the same thing where it was just like they said it. We were like, oh, my God. And then from forgot about it immediately because these mm-hmm. people probably ultimately won't matter. And if they do, it's going to be something stupid anyway. So, yeah, it just brought up how, yeah. you know, the union was created in 1949. And then, 
of course, Tabitha's like, burgers are going to be 25 cents because that's what they were in 1940. I'm like, please don't. Yeah, I'm actually kind of confused at how Pops stays so profitable. You know, it really doesn't seem like it should have enough money to run a deal like that, especially, you know, in this economy with all this inflation, like 25 cent burgers. And, you know, they just moved their location. So that must be confusing for people. And they're not on the highway anymore. So they're not attracting like the truckers the way that they used to be. I just, I can't imagine that the business is doing well enough that they can make these kinds of gestures. Yeah, and I realized, too, when there was a scene in the diner, which the diner is now in the El Royale, I think the truck is the source of the kitchen. What truck? Oh, the food truck? The food truck, I think, it literally parks in the El Royale, and that's the kitchen for the whole diner. Honestly, that would make sense, because there's presumably no kitchen in the El right. Royale. On its own. But I had just picked up on that and I was like, oh, wow. Well, oh, I didn't even notice that you're you watch so closely and I'm just like surprisingly because oh. I was out of it. I, I really had no interest, but I'm like, I know I'm not going to want to watch it right before we record. So yeah, let me do no, this now. I'm just not doing rewatches anymore this season. I'm so done with it. <laughs> Luckily, we're at the tail end. Quickly, going back to Cheryl, I felt like Cheryl was weirdly bitchy in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I think I even called it out in the last episode or the one before where she was actually being genuinely helpful and seemed like she wanted to be helpful. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in this episode, she's like, what a waste of my time, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, right. Like when Veronica like, comes to the house and like she's bipolar like, about yeah, all this. It's very. Like, can you just be one thing? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, nobody wants to get with your Heather. So relax. I feel like she's using that as a defense. Like you're interrupting my time with her. So now I'm going to be an asshole. Yeah. And be the Heather is still horny as fuck in this episode. too. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's going to go away until they actually do something no, about it, which seems to be coming on the horizon. But it was just kind of I don't know. I still don't like this whole thing. And especially because yeah. Heather seemed to get a little weird about that evil book. Yeah. I have questions about it and I feel like it's not going to end well. And the way she described cloaking yourself, basically, Mm -hmm. if that was the case, couldn't we all do it? Yeah. If you just think hard enough and hold your breath breath and close your eyes and then you're invisible, like that would be fucking amazing. I mean, it would. I think you do have to... In the Riverdale universe, I think you do have to have a certain predisposition to magic because it doesn't seem like everyone can be magical, but it also seems like you could study some of it. Yeah, because I guess Reggie's going to learn how to be magical now. We'll see how far he gets. Fucking Reggie, man. That really (laughs) bums me out, too. I know. It's frustrating. I just don't like how um, easy he can be manipulated. Yeah, I mean, I just feel bad for him. I feel like his teenage years really kind of set this up. And at every moment where the show could have started a redemption arc, they chose to go the other direction. And and I find that very annoying because it's a tease. They're teasing us with his redemption and we never actually get it. And now he's just on the downward spiral. So mm-hmm. I guess we're meant to give up on him at this point. We can talk about Reggie more now if you want. I don't know if you were done with Archie and Cheryl. I was done with Archie and Cheryl, but I just want to say how much I hate that Frank and Kevin are such blowhards when it comes to like being a Purcell's asshole. Like it just 
but I think Frank more so. Yeah. Because Kevin kind of has his other life he has to deal with. So he's on the fence, but Frank is gung-ho and just like, this is against company policy to drink free coffee. (laughs) Get your, get the stick out of your ass. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. That just bugged me a lot because they look like legit soldiers for Percival. And uh, no, no. Yeah, no, it bugs me too. And I think it's mostly just because Frank did have a really good redemption arc over the years. Yes. And I would I would think that he would be very unlikely to turn on Archie, even under the influence. You know, I think I would have thought he would be strong enough to fight that off once yes. he realized what was happening. I hope that we don't find somewhere down the road that he's pretending in the same way that Alice was pretending to yes. be the farm. Because that's really annoying. Because it has sort of the same feel to it where we're just getting really angry about the fact that he's involved and it seems like it's legit. And I just feel like they're going to do a pullback and be like, just kidding. He was trying to infiltrate Percival's ranks the whole time and now he's a good guy again. Which I don't even think that could happen at this point because you have Archie kind of getting past it by saying the whole like having the tether. And then up until this episode, Jughead was able to do that as well. So a decent amount of people have been able to hold off on getting their thoughts fucked up. I feel like we we never talked about this and it happened several episodes ago. And it may just be that Jughead gave Tabitha the heads up about the tether thing. But he tries to Jedi mind trick her at one point. Not in this episode prior. Mm -hmm. And like... It just does not work. And it was kind of shocking because I think with everybody else who has used a tether, you've kind of seen that process of them Mm -hmm. fighting it off. And with her, she just like didn't acknowledge it at all. So I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I think it stands to reason that certain people could be immune to that kind of manipulation. That's true. All right, so we can move on to Reggie now. Yeah, so Percival goes into Reggie's mind and realizes that the page that Jug had ripped out has been ripped out and wants to get revenge. So he enters Jughead's mind and at first he can't get in. There's a giant door and it's like, keep it's his out. mind door. This means you, Percival. Was, yeah, I thought it was really <laughs> cute though that he had pictures of FP yeah and tabitha and like high school him and archie it was really cute yeah i think Um, those were meant to like symbolize his tethers yeah which are good tethers as opposed to alice (laughs) (laughs) fucking alice man so yeah so then he realizes he needs a totem of some sort of jughead that would really get him into his thoughts and Reggie goes, well, he had this fucking beanie in high school that he never took off. And it's in the time capsule we made. And I'm like, I never thought we would hear about that fucking time capsule ever again. I know. Same. And honestly, that's not where my mind went. No, I thought there was plenty of other things that could have been used. I thought it would have been his typewriter. Yeah. But I mean, I guess the beanie makes sense. But like, because he hasn't worn it in so long and he did bury it seven years ago, I never connected it as being yeah. like something essential to his character. So just sidebar here. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, if somebody were to pull a totem from your life, what would your totem be? Oh, God. 
Wow. That's a very, very good question. Right. And it's kind of hard. I started thinking about my own answer just now. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) What would be my tether? Your totem, not your tether. Whatever. My totem. (laughs) Too many T words. Too many. See? See what they're doing to me? (laughs) Wow. I guess my phone. Because I feel like my life is in my phone. Okay. I can do, you know, like I listen to my podcast that I love and my music that I love and I'm able to talk to the people I love and care about. So I think it's my, it's got to be my phone. I, I can't think of that or a pillow because I love sleep too much. I was going to say a pillow. I was going to say my pillow. <laughs> Us and our naps. That might work. It's a close second. That was a good question. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. I just came up with it now. <laughs> Because and he picks multiple items. It's not even just the beanie. He gets his yeah. jacket somehow, which actually is a better totem. I think. Yeah, I think so. Although he hasn't been a serpent really in a while, so maybe not. But and then the picture of him and Betty. That was one. I don't know. There was like it was. You might be right because I clearly don't pay attention to the, <laughs> to the show. So no, like he puts the beanie on, he has the jacket on, and then he uh-huh. looks at the picture, and it's a picture of him and Betty from high school. Oh. But I don't know if that came from the time capsule or if it was just available mm. to him. That would be weird, but weirder things. Right, <laughs> but who, who cares? <laughs> yeah. So he tries again to get into Jughead's mind is successful and then he basically we don't really see how he does it but he just kind of like flips a switch I think maybe he just leaves the door open yes he he puts a he puts the pa- oh he gets the the paper the last paper that um Jughead was editor on or worked on for the high school or the whatever I don't fucking know no, I like seriously do not pay attention because this is all sounding brand new (laughs) honestly usually you're the one with the details and i I am not (laughs) so it was a one of the newspapers from riverdale hot from the high school blue and the gold or whatever yes and he shoves it in the door as like a door stopper okay so the door stays open right and because of that everybody's thoughts indiscriminately all the time which is how i feel like this sort of superpower tends to go in the wrong way when people Mm -hmm. have telepathy so you know it starts to drive him crazy and i can totally understand that it was stressing me out watching that though because i was like i don't want to imagine but that you cannot hide from it is the scariest thing right because i think about a couple of our coworkers who have internal monologues be external all the time Mm -hmm. and imagine if like everybody did that oh god oh my god a couple of people do it and like just spew their thoughts for everyone to hear is very annoying so Mm -hmm. um yeah we get a little taste of that in the office but no this would be terrible so he flips out and he leaves he goes and hides in the bunker because where else would one hide and weren't we just saying that we missed the bunker we were just saying that we got the bunker yes And this is where I had told you and you're like, I did not pick up on that. The end of the episode when it flashes the Riverdale sign, the neon sign, it did that flash thing and the D turned to a V. So like Riverdale to Riverdale. And I was like, what the fuck? No, I don't want to do this anymore. So I then checked the Riverdale wiki page that I love to reference. And again, 
thank them because I use a lot of their images. It did say that at the end, he's in the bunker and he's ends up hearing the echoes of Rivervale. What? That's what is going through his head at that point. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what he's hearing. This makes no sense. Yeah, Why I don't know. Why would he be hearing Rivervale? Because I wasn't hearing specifics. I just knew he was hearing voices. And then once I saw that flash at the end, I was like, fuck nuts. And then I had to confirm it. And sure enough, he was hearing the echoes of Rivervale, which annoys me because I want to stop combining the two. This really makes me feel like this is just an alternate timeline, like Rivervale. You know? But I don't want to do that math in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that to be true, but if we're thinking of a way that we can come out of this without everybody still having superpowers and like all this crazy shit going on, like there's a lot of stuff that's happening that's really permanent. Right. And it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't expect to be permanent. And this would be a convenient way to undo it all if it turned out that this was just another product of the bomb blast. But it scares me that that could just continue on and on and on. Right. And then we'll never really know what's real. And we never saw, like, if we, forgive me for going back, in Rivervale when Jughead and the narrator Jughead is like, you have to write forever in order to keep Riverdale up right. and going. Mm -hmm. Would we ever see him doing that to keep Riverdale going? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, maybe this is what Rivervale Jughead is writing. Oh, God, this hurts me. I know, it's really gross, but... <laughs> Like, I'm literally sitting yeah. here, like, I closed my eyes for a second, and I'm trying to figure out how this could possibly end, because they're making it seem like it's this continuous story that right. I don't want to happen. Right. Well, I was thinking that, too, because we are approaching the end of the season. Like, mm -hmm. we're not right there, but we are coming up upon it. And there doesn't seem like there's enough time to really fully resolve this Percival thing. Mm -hmm. And since there's only one season left, could we potentially expect it to bleed over into season seven? So I don't know. but Unless we get Apocalypse Zombie Riverdale and then I'll be... You know what? I'm back on board for Zombie Riverdale. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would rather just see everybody dead now, but... I feel like we're killing a lot of time right now. Mm -hmm. And like you said at the beginning, like we're not getting anywhere. No. So like you know. can all keep having your fights with Percival, but like, what is the, like, can we get an right. outcome from this? Yeah, exactly. Like this is and now, a slow takeover. <laughs> right. And just to quickly rewind, Archie managed to tell all the workers or let them know that Percival's ancestors fucked with the union situation back in the day so now they're all pissed and they decide they're gonna go on strike right. and not work so now the whole railroad situation is on hold so now we gotta fucking deal with this and it's yeah we're putting just it off the fucking railroad just do it can we just do it <laughs> the ghost it train whatever the fuck it's called you're not going to be able to stop it so just let it happen so that we can get to the apocalypse and figure out who's coming out on top exactly one of the things that bothered me though about that reveal that 
Percival's ancestor fucked with the unions. He was using it to say like, Percival is just like this guy, which happens to be true. But I just, I don't think it's like totally fair that you pull a letter that your great, great grandfather wrote and have somebody say, you're exactly like your generation's old ancestor. You know, you could be different. You could have a different opinion. You could be different, but also he's not. And I feel like when he came into play, he kind of, it was, I think Alice asked him, oh, you're the ancestor of so-and-so Pickens. So we were kind of, this was kind of just put into our brains anyway, regardless if we wanted to know or not. So I think that's going to just always be the underlying motive somehow. Disapprove. Also, I mean, this can segue us into our next topic, Mm -hmm. but there's this weird plot that comes into play with Percival and baby Anthony where yes it's very Harry Potter-ish where it's like neither can live while the other survives kind of deal and it's it's like what (laughs) he pulled out a Highlander quote where he's like there can be only one and I was like what is happening yeah why are we in this and also I totally forgot or maybe I just blocked it out I didn't know it was either or sperm she used. I thought she was just knocked up and we had no idea who the father okay. was. We did talk about this when the pregnancy was announced. And you had that theory that it was somebody random or like a random sperm donor, that kind of thing. And it was unclear. The announcement was unclear, but I had perceived it as it was one of the two of them. And she wasn't, ta- I thought she knew which one it was. And they just weren't saying which one it was, but I guess nobody knew which one it was. And so there was a lot of confusion on my part in this episode when everybody's freaking out about the paternity. I'm like, don't you know? (laughs) Right. And when they're like, oh, oh, when Kevin's like at the job site and he's showing somebody a picture of baby Anthony, he's like, oh, he looks just like his dad. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yours, but no, no. And then I was like, this baby can only look like Tony because we don't know who the dad is. Like, I was so confused. I was also... I mean, this was just a stupid thought that I had and I should be judged for it. But I also kind of forgot that there could be an artificial insemination process. And I was like, wait, did they just like alternately fuck Tony until one of them got her pregnant? And then oh, see, I didn't even think that. I was just, <laughs> I thought she had some random, I initially thought it was artificial insemination. But I didn't think it was either of their sperm. I think she just got knocked up because she wanted a baby. And then they decided as a group that they were going to raise the baby together. It wasn't really clear. I agree with you because I, when you had mentioned that theory last season and I had been thinking this one, I was like, oh, wait, that's a good point. They don't actually say. And then they kind of made it sound like it was this big secret who the father was, because Tony said something like, I'm not telling people who the father is yet, implying that she knew, right? but just wasn't saying. And then that led us to speculate that Hiram was the father. Do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) We're horrible. Some tinfoily theories back in season five. Oh, God. So, yes. Anyway, this custody battle is not great. It's not bringing out the best in people. No. Kevin got the shit end again twice. Yeah. He he tries to take Anthony's pacifier to do a DNA test, which is not great. And Tony 
figures that out immediately. Poor Britta. <laughs> yeah, poor Britta in the middle of all this. It was nice to see her again, but I'm yes. sorry that she's mixed up in this garbage. <laughs> Seriously, give the girl a break. Yeah, so she goes and brass knuckles the shit out of Kevin's face. And the irony being that she had just gotten done telling Fangs, you're a selfish piece of shit for beating mm-hmm. the shit out of, or almost beating the shit out of Kevin. We're in a custody battle. You can't do this. And then she turns around. <laughs> yeah. But part of me feels like that was a little merited only because at this point you crossed the line. Now you're stealing stuff from the baby without anybody knowing to do something convoluted. It was just kind of like, I think that was like that whole mother bear instinct of. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like having a paternity test performed was going to be inevitable like if Mm -hmm. if this was an issue if like paternity was actually a contentious issue the judge could court order a paternity test yeah and just doing it you know knowing that it could get ugly and that you know you don't want to have to take that to court they like they could have just agreed right that should have been done right off the bat and then but now with the whole Percival being involved thing and that the baby is something of the future or it's whatever. I don't whatever. even want to know at this point. But and it's also funny that we went from like, where's baby Anthony to now he's like everywhere, super everywhere. <laughs> the yep. chosen one. The chosen one. <laughs> do we think that maybe he's just lying to Kevin to stir shit up? I do. I mean, I don't necessarily think 100% that Kevin's not the father. I don't think Percival knows. And I think that he just said that Kevin was not the father to get further into his brain. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it could also very well be true, but it could also very well be false. So yeah, I wouldn't put it past Percival to lie about that. Just no, not at all. Himself. And he was very like matter of fact when he said it too. He's like, Kevin, you're not the dad. He was just very like, yeah, oh. there was no Maury reveal where everyone's screaming in the studio. No, audience. it's like he was annoyed with Kevin and was just like, fuck you. I'm going to ruin your life right now. Can I also like we can backtrack. This is still it's on Kevin, but I love Moose. He he's looks such different a... every single time I see oh, him. Oh, he's so adorable. <laughs> And But he's like a realist. He's basically telling Kevin, like, why don't you just do this? Or why don't you just do that? Like, I kind of like that. Luckily, knock on wood, I hope he doesn't. Percival's not in his head because yeah, he's trying to ground Kevin. And Kevin's like, even when he goes to Kevin's place and he's like, you can afford all this. Like, it was just like, try to bring him down a notch because he's clearly in his head which percival's also in so i think moose should stay out of this <laughs> he should Personally. stay out of it and just be we like be a little wary about it yeah, like just do not get involved here there is a lot going on and you do not want to be involved in any of this and i also love that the reason he came back is because he's going to be the gym teacher and we have yet to go back to the school yeah, school's not in session, I don't think. School is not in session. He nobody, is a gym teacher of ghosts. Nobody is teaching anything right no. now. I also, before we move on from baby Anthony and all his bullshit, <laughs> we must talk about how Tony and Fangs have decided to induct this infant child into a gang. This was a very, very quick turnaround 
because super quick. As, as soon, it's like the minute she punched Kevin, she's like, I'm a serpent for life. My kid's going to be a serpent for life. We're just going to be a serpent family. And we need Actual. to. And then she goes, I want you to pick his serpent name. And I'm like, uh... whoa, whoa whoa what is going on you went from wanting to be a political activist group back to serpents you cannot put a baby in a gang you just can't do it what is he gonna do what role (laughs) is he gonna have they're definitely going to put him in a tiny serpent jacket that's gonna be adorable though not even gonna lie but it's stupid. You can't put a baby in a gang. I wonder what his serpent name is going to be, though. Why do they think that this is going to help them win custody? They're literally putting their child in a violent street gang. But they're also being a united front. Right. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> will help them for sure. Oh, God. Honestly, like we said in a prior episode, none of these people deserve to be parents. He should just be placed in protective custody somewhere. <laughs> I'm telling you, Betty and Archie are going to adopt them. Well, I guess we should go to Betty now because oh, I have yes. things to say about Betty and Archie, but we can't talk about that until we're done talking about the episode. Okay. So Betty is chatting it up with Veronica and Drake at this point. Oh, yeah, because... She called Agent Drake to kind of talk to Veronica about her weird powers. And she was like, oh, you're oh like, yes, the dialysis and all that. Life. Yeah. So Alice then calls Betty, which we don't know at the time because nothing said. She runs home and goes, where is he? And Alice goes, in your room. And we go up and it's Charles. Yes. Remember On a Charles. ventilator, basically dying. And we find out he either has sepsis or uh, leukemia or whatever the hell. They don't know. They don't know. But Alice is very gung-ho about making amends before he dies. Because that's Alice for you. She's going to support the murderers. This man killed people. (laughs) Oh, my God. Murdered people in cold blood. But yeah, okay, sure. Let's take care of him in his dying days. (laughs) Yeah. But Betty sees it as an opportunity to kind of like question him on his past a little bit and how it could relate to her. And yeah, can I just say I am very much done with the flashbacks of killing Caramel. Can we just stop with it? But you know what made me laugh? What? He talks about how he killed a possum. Yeah. And then he goes, I still think about that possum. And I was like, (laughs) oh my God. That's like on his deathbed, he's thinking about a possum. Oh my gosh. But she's basically saying it's not, he said it was the same as her killing Caramel. And she's like, no, that was a Mercy killing. Well, Betty is sort of grappling with the evil inside her. Mm-hmm. And is it the same as the evil inside Charles? Because she starts getting in her head like it's the evil that's killing Charles. You know, they can't figure out what's wrong, but it's probably right. just this suppressed evil that resides in him and also in her and is she just gonna die someday because it's gonna build up like it's building up in him so she eventually (laughs) she stops alice from suffocating him as like a mercy killing and also quick time out she's at archie's house she looks out the window how does she get there in time (laughs) yeah uh, i know it's right next door but i mean you're going downstairs upstairs it takes a long time to suffocate somebody true even when they're frail but i mean regardless i'm like a big 
well, I don't know if proponents the right word, but I definitely support medically assisted suicide and things like that oh. in criminal cases. So I don't know, feel like that might've just been an okay thing to do, especially given that this person was also a murderer. Like, you know what, maybe we just snuff this one out, but <laughs> Betty stops her and does one better. She decides she's going to recruit Veronica to try to purify his blood by doing a transfusion. I feel like this is needlessly risky for Veronica. They've never tried it before. Whatever Charles has is fatal. And so if it doesn't work, Veronica will die. (laughs) And she's just like, sure. Sure, I'll do it. I'm just going to rework my absinthe and I'll be there in a minute. Oh my God, we haven't talked about that. And I think maybe that's intentional on some level. A little. Fuck absent. Fuck it. Which I own and have drank before. So I find it funny that she wants to be her own leech. Uh, we'll get into it. Okay. So yeah. So what, how did they end? How How is there? Well, it works. Charles is cured. And... He miraculously looks a thousand percent better. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Like that blood transfusion really did the trick. And he's saying you know like oh i can't believe you know you thought that i was worth saving or whatever and she was like well actually like i think i'm worth saving i did that more for my own karma than for yours because you know right assuming we have to assume now that he goes back to prison because he was only released because he was dying and they didn't have room in the hospital ward so right guess he's going back to prison and by the way he hasn't seen chick in forever so we're all sad for him and their special love and romance (laughs) literally do not give a shit nope not at all so that was kind of the end of that right yeah so now we have to talk about absinthe now we got to talk about absinthe. so veronica decides because she is a giant biodialysis machine that she wants to now What's the word I'm looking for with the absinthe? Basically going from supplying rum, being a rum producer to an absinthe producer, but distilled so it can't fuck you up in the ways that absinthe fucks you up. Isn't that like the whole point of absinthe though? Yeah, to hallucinate and have a blast. Right. So she's like, okay, well, the wormwood, that's the primary ingredient. She thinks, okay, because I'm this dialysis machine i could just suck the worm the the poisonous part out of the wormwood and she grips it that this was funny this was hilarious to me because she just holds the wormwood in her hand and closes her eyes as if it's like she's wishing it away (laughs) and if it actually works i'll be surprised i'm sure it's gonna work I'm like positive it's gonna work. But then like where does it go? If she leeches it out, it goes into her system and then kills it because she's a big dialysis machine? Yeah, I'm assuming that her body can metabolize it. But it goes through your skin? Look, none of this is scientific. (laughs) Like don't don't try to get I'm sorry. But it's just like I did not think a plant could just go through your pores, but whatever. No, it can't. And this is not possible, but I'm sure it's going to work. But yeah, that was really all of Veronica's story this episode. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, I'm, it all sucks. It's all terrible. I also hate that her and Betty call each other B and V. Oh, yeah. Like, stop pretending you're still friends. You guys, like, didn't talk for right. weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like it. Stupid. Stupid. 
Yeah, and the fact, again, the fact that Veronica was willing to put her life on the line to potentially save Betty's serial killer half-brother is ridiculous. Yep. So, next week. We have a break. Right, yes. We finally get the break we've been waiting for. We sure do. It couldn't have come at a better time because the following episode is going to be the musical. The musical. Titled American Psychos. And I tried to burn for my memory that there was an American Psycho musical. And that's what I'd be taking the songs from. Right. Yeah, we also got a little preview in which Veronica says to Betty, are you crushing on Agent Drake? (sighs) And I, last week, I think I might have said, like, I'm yeah. getting lesbian vibes from this. Yes. Yeah. We we agreed that there was weird <laughs> sexual tension. And then I said something like, yeah, but I don't know why they would do that at this point because Betty and Archie are the thing right now. That's mm-hmm. where everything's going. They almost got pregnant. I guess they aren't yeah. living together, but that relationship is stalling in a weird kind of way. And if they were doing that to set this up, I find that all very strange because nobody wants this i'm pretty sure why like why do we have to constantly the minute something's going well change it up in the weirdest fucking way i don't think this show knows what it's doing anymore they just pick things up and put them down at a total win (laughs) and it's like you can't get attached to anything because in the next minute it's gone (laughs) something different is happening Yep. It's so strange. I don't understand why they're doing that. If they're going to do that, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me at all. And I can't see anybody being really happy about it. No, and it's not even like we have to fill a quota at this point. We have Cheryl and Heather. We had Cheryl <laughs> right. and Tony. We have Kevin. We had Kevin and Fangs. Now we have Kevin and Moose. Yeah, we're not going for representation here. Yes, we, we filled it. We have it. It's there. Yeah, and you know, I was never a Betty Archie shipper, but I I would feel really cheated as a Betty Archie shipper if this is what I got yep. waiting around all this time for them to get together, and this is where we are with it. I would be furious that this is where we are. I want to think that they're the most stable relationship at this point. They never interact. <laughs> Well, but that's what helps. Hello. Yes, right. I mean, there's no conflict because there's no contact. (laughs) Right. So, because if you think about it, like, Tabitha and Jughead, Jughead is like, well, now he's hearing everybody and now he has to disappear into the bunker for a while. And Veronica's got nobody. Tony and Fangs are just fucking losing their minds. Right. Kevin, Moose just showed up, but I have a feeling he's going to realize shit's stupid and leave. And then you got Cheryl that's like playing with Heather and that's a maybe, maybe not scenario. Yeah, So probably not going to end well. Yeah. So I feel like Betty and Archie are really the only ones right now that have a decently stable connection. And you're going to just fuck that up yeah. just for We're going to fuck with that now. <laughs> Because there's nothing else to do. but Unless they give us a really hot threesome, which I doubt, but that would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I doubt that as well. We were. I mean, I'm not going to deny Agent Drake is attractive. She's very pretty. She's pretty. Yeah, I just, I don't like her vibe. 
so I've yeah uh, no she get she seems very um she seems she's, aggressive in a she's way laying it on thick and that's yeah. why even in the last episode we were able to kind of detect that there was something weird going on there because right like do you have like, a boyfriend you can li- move in with yeah exactly and then like pushing on that issue of mm-hmm. like the fact that they're not living together oh. it's like this is a weirdly personal conversation to have with a colleague and a new one at that hadn't they like kind of just met yeah, but I mean, like, I think they did know each other. They had some sort of established relationship. But, like, since this is the first time we're hearing of her, I can't imagine it was, like, a very close relationship. So, right. I don't know. But stupid. Stupid, stupid. Oh, the, the, um. Oh, the serial killer convention. Yeah, the slaughter con or whatever it's called. Slaughter con, yes. And it's the weirdest. I mean, you are going to attract serial killers here because if you're having a convention that glorifies serial killers they're definitely gonna be real i would definitely attend this con you probably would yeah i would be afraid to though because i'm this is just a magnet and it shows that like a lot of people are in like full face masks like full head face masks and then we get a glimpse of tbk who does show up and that was the point of the whole thing yeah but i think the point of that is like is it actually tbk or is it somebody cosplaying as tbk do people actually know about him enough to i don't know (laughs) because i feel like you don't really know a serial killer until there's tons of documentaries made about them and then that's when you dress up like them possibly or even movie like i think her thing was to do it as like a movie serial killer vibe so like oh jason michael you know um, that kind of thing. I thought it was like real life serial killers, like come dressed as Jeffrey Dahmer or BT. I guess we'll find out. I mean, can't really hide behind a mask if you're going to be like actual serial killers. Depends so. on if you if you normally wear a mask to commit your crimes. If you normally wear trash bags to commit your crimes, what if you come <laughs> without them on? Nobody's going to know who you are. That's true. You're totally anonymous. You can just blend in. Mm. Well, that is a ridiculous idea. So I guess we'll see how that goes. But um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that episode is going to piss me off. I can already tell. <laughs> and womp speaking womp. of cringy, we have new merch designs. <laughs> yes, keep it cringy, y'all. Keep it cringy. Because, of course, I mean, that's what keeps us going. Yes. So check those out. The link is everywhere. Honestly, everywhere. Show notes, Instagram, Twitter. Literally everywhere. All of our links are all over the place. You can find all us of our links. So many ways. I just keep posting and posting and posting. <laughs> You'll get it somehow. And then we have after the break, we come back with Tack of the Killer Donuts. Yup, yup. Killer Donuts. And then Nurse 3D. Yep. And then X. Yep. It's a good lineup. It is a good lineup. June's going to be a fun month. Don't forget, once Riverdale's done, we're going to have more movies. All possibly movies another all the time. Sh- all movies all the time. Maybe another show we might throw in there. We don't know yet. Yeah, something in the works. I'm thinking about something. I will be a guest on the Rebel Healer podcast come next week. So even though there's a break from us... You can get your fix of Dawn. <laughs> you can get your Dawn fill if you'd like on the Rebel Healer podcast. I believe the date will be the 9th. June 9th should be out. All righty tidy. And until then, that's Endgame. Endgame.